Welcome to Wisdom of the Masters, Hasidic Parsha Pearls. I'm your host, Gabriel Horan. I want to share with you today a simple but extremely deep and beautiful teaching from the Degel Machane Ephraim. The Degel Machane Ephraim's name was Moshe Chaim Ephraim of Zadikhov, was the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement. And the Degel Machne Ephraim lived, was born in uh, 1748 in Mezebich, which is border of the Ukraine and Poland. And he passed away um, in 1800. Okay, so let's 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 learn together. This week's parsha, Parshas Vayetze, talks about Yaakov's journey from the land of Israel to Haran and Syria, where he meets, gets married. He marries Rachel and Leah, two daughters of Lavan, his uncle, and he gives birth to the twelve tribes of Israel. And this journey. Out of the land of Israel represents in some ways the journey of the Jewish people out of the land of Israel into exile. So what can we learn about this journey? On Yaakov's way, he goes to sleep at a place that we the, Torah, the Talmud teaches us was the place of the temple, the future temple, Har HaMaria, the place where the binding of Isaac took place a few weeks ago, and uh, the place where Yitzchak, his father, prayed, and he goes to sleep, and he dreams, uh, and in his dream, he sees a ladder going up to heaven with angels coming down and going back up. And famous story, Yaakov's, Yaakov's ladder, Jacob's ladder. So the when Yaakov wakes up, he says, says Yaakov woke up, and he saw, and he said, there is God even in this place, and I didn't know. And Rashi on the spot, the great commentary, Rashi, medieval commentary on the Torah, Rashi says, I slept here and didn't know. And Rashi says, had I known, I wouldn't have slept. Says the Degel Machne Ephraim. Yaakov woke up and he said, Behold, God is in this place, and I didn't know. And Rashi says, had I known, I wouldn't have slept. And says the Rebbe that Gullis is compared to a dream, exile. Exile, when we talk about the national exile of the Jewish people, it means that we are not in our homeland, not in the land of Israel, that we're sojourning in the world without a place. But on a deeper level, Gullus also refers to the Gullus of the Shekhinah, that the divine presence, God, is hidden in exile in this world. And ultimately, it also refers to an internal personal experience of Gullus when we're in exile from ourselves, which means that we're out of touch from our true self. And he says that Gullus is like a dream. As it says in, in Tehillim, in Psalms, Hainu when we when we slept in 
when we were in Bavel, when we were in Babylon, we were like dreamers. As it, just like a dream, when a person sleeps, he sees things that are false, imaginary concepts that don't really exist. The idea of a dream is something that is imaginary, hallucinatory, something that is not true, false. And so too, gullus, exile, is similar to a dream. Because when a person lacks yadiyah, knowledge, awareness, consciousness, mahu inyan ha'emes, what truth is, v'tachlis amiti, and purpose, the purpose, the true purpose of life, Urak devarim hamadumim, rock and only illusionary, imaginary things. So the whole echad domeloshu who emes. Everyone thinks that what they that their beliefs are true. This is the idea of exile, where everyone thinks it's sub- everything subjective. You know, I have my truth, you have your truth, which is the greatest falsehood. Because if it's your truth and not my truth, then it's not true. Because truth is something that is eternal and objective. Otherwise, it's not true. It's just your personal feeling, your personal opinion. So when people say, you know, there's many meanings of life, or I have mean, my, my purpose, you have your purpose, which is true. We all have unique purposes. But ultimately, there's one meaning of life. Because the whole concept of what's the meaning of life implies something. What does it imply? It implies intelligent design. Because without an intelligent designer, there is no meaning to life. It's all an accident. And therefore, you're right. The meaning is whatever meaning you give it, which means what you feel is true for you, what I feel is true for me, but you can't impose your feelings on me. You can't claim that there's something objectively wrong with murder or with uh, eating animals or with destroying the environment. Those things might be uncomfortable for you. They might be negative for, for human beings or for the world as a whole, but they're not wrong. Everything is subjective in a world that is an accident. But in a world of design, there's ultimate truth and purpose. And the idea of exile is when everyone thinks their way is right and nobody sees the big per- picture of truth. Uh, Therefore, it is fitting to serve God. What is the redemption? That God opens everyone's eyes. That everyone will finally see the truth. And will go out of the exile. And so too it is with the in, on the individual level. As it says in Psalms, Karva el nafshi ga'ala. Let my soul go, grow close to God and I will be redeemed. Just like the metaphor of a dream. When a person is drowning in falsehood, a per- that person is in exile, similar to a dream and sleep. And when that per- when, when God helps you, that you should purify your thoughts with holiness, that your thoughts won't go away from anything other than God and truth, then he arrives at the level of reality. Then he comes to the level of God, which is ultimate existence. The name yud heh vav is an acronym for what was, what is, what will be, in other words, reality. And 
when a person sees God with reality, they have something called an ispaklaria hamaira, which is which is clear vision. An ispaklaria is like a looking glass. It's like a telescope. And it says that the prophets, all the prophets gazed at God through a an ispaklaria, a looking glass that was not clear. But Moshe saw with absolute clarity the reality. Zach metsuchzach, bli shum taruvis, with complete purity, without any mixture, without any blurring of vision. You see, oftentimes if you look at a glass that's unclear, so you don't see reality clearly. And that's the way we see the world. But it's, it's even more than that. That when you look at a, an unclear glass, what you're really seeing is a reflection of yourself in the glass. Right? That's the idea of a mirror. When a person sees the world with dirty glasses, the whole world is now colored through the lens of his own ego, through his own imagination and his own uh, distortion of, of what's real. That's why when you have a conversation with somebody, you ever get in an argument with someone, everyone hears what they want to hear. Nobody really hears what the other person is actually saying because we want to be right. We want our point of view, our ego, our, our agenda to be met as opposed to stopping the noise inside our head and just seeing things for what they really are. The reality is that the world is just pure goodness. And we put judgments of negativity on things based on our own thoughts and our own desires. But when we can clear ourselves of that agenda, then we see God revealing himself literally to us in every single moment and every experience. And that's the idea of Yaakov waking up. He says, had I, had I known, I wouldn't have slept. If I had known already this idea of not of knowledge that there's a God, then I wouldn't have slept. In other words, I wouldn't have fallen, fallen into this level of sleep, dream, dream world, murky world of falsehood and illusion. But I didn't yet know this truth. And that is the explanation of this verse. And I want to just expound on it. One, one other idea that uh, the Parsha, it's point, point, the commentaries point out that in this week's Parsha, there are no spaces. The entire Parsha is one long paragraph. Now, normally throughout the Torah, there are breaks, natural breaks between different ideas throughout the Torah. And this is the first place and the only Parsha in the entire Torah where there is not a single space. What's the idea of there being no space? So Rashi tells us um, in several books from now, in the book of Leviticus, Vayikra, that the purpose of the spaces in the Torah was to give Moshe the opportunity as he was writing down the Torah to meditate on the different ideas before going on to the next idea. And so too, it's an opportunity for us when we learn the Torah to take natural breaks to begin to contemplate. But I think the idea is really telling us that the idea of exile is being in a state of disconnection, lacking the ability to contemplate and to meditate. So that's what exile is. Exile is disconnection from self, as we mentioned from the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov says that redemption is all about a state of mind. Of course, there's a national redemption when the entire Jewish people will go back to the land of Israel and restore our sovereignty there as a, as a, as a light to the nations, as a nation of priests devoted to revealing God to the world. But the Baal Shem Tov says there's also an individual redemption, and that's that could happen at any moment in each and every person when we connect to the deepest part of ourselves, connect to our true self, connect to our soul. How do we get there? 
by stopping the noise, by stopping the distractions, by opening our true eyes. And how do we do that? Through moments of contemplation, reflection, meditation, by disconnecting from the external and by stopping the noise and distractions of our mind and our ego, learning to silence the ego, we can actually tap into truth. And and the real truth exists within the, the deepest part of ourselves. So I just learned a, t- a piece of Talmud today that says that the Shechina, divine presence, would only dwell upon a prophet who was humble, strong, wise, and rich. And I've mentioned before, Maimonides explains that those four categories are as follows. That to be wise means they have the ability to tap into the highest level of intellect, which requires disconnection from the, from your emotional agenda and just tapping into truth. That's, that's greater than ego. That's even beyond the idea of chachma. A chachma is someone who taps into something that's even beyond the intellect that comes in from the soul and how do we then bring that wisdom that prophetic vision into our consciousness is by then silencing the thoughts learning to silence the mind meditation and the ego which has an agenda which actually sources many of the thoughts that go into our mind come from the emotions that's the idea of a gibor says the rambam a gibor is someone as it says in perkeavos who is a strong person someone who controls themselves someone who can control their evil inclination and who's a rich person so too says in perkeavos ethics of our fathers who's a rich person someone who's happy with what they have someone who not only has who can control their emotions and, and their desires, but also is content and happy with the things that they have. And, a, and a, a, a humble person is a person who recognizes that it's not about leading with your own agenda, but it's about becoming a clean receptacle for God's agenda. And I'll conclude with the last point that the ladder was going up and down. He saw angels climbing and angels descending. So I just saw another idea today, an idea from the Yitev Lev, Rev. Kutil Yehuda Mesigit, I believe is the grandfather of the Satmar Rebbe, Rev. Yol Teitelbaum. And he says as follows, the latter represents the ups and downs in our life. And the Talmud says that a person is obligated to be thankful for the bad just as he's thankful for the good. To thank, to bless God for the bad just like he blesses God for the good. And he says that's the idea of the angels going up and down. When sometimes we go down in life, we feel ourselves falling into exile, into negativity, into depression. And other times we find ourselves going up. And the verse states as follows. He says, he saw Malach Elohim Olam Viyardin Bo. He saw the angels of Hashem going up and going down. The angels are happy when they go up and also when they go down. Why? Because they saw God standing above the ladder. I am with you. I am guiding you in your life, in your journey, says God. Whether it's up or down, it's all 
for a destination. It's all part of the journey. Sometimes we have to wander out of the land of Israel. Sometimes we have to wander away from our sense of stability and our sense of self and our connection to self. The goal is that we should realize that God is here too. God is here too. And when we realize that, there really is no negativity. There is no down. There is no sleep. There is no falsehood. Everything becomes clear and we're able to rise above whatever it is that we have to face. Have a beautiful Shabbos.